0: We're supposed to wait for the challenge, or we start right away when hogging. Hi, okay. All right, so. We started uh, brachas haShachar last week. I want to follow up on brachas haShachar. There are a few brachas we didn't talk about yet, and those are the uh, we'll call it the Asani. Right? There's a whole series of brachas that you make every morning, which we said is based on a basically explicitly a Gemara in brachas daf Samacham that when you open your eyes you say when you get dressed you say when you walk you say all the different. Things that happen. And we noted there that that Gemara makes no mention of the Brachos Shalosani Goi, Shalosani Aved, Shalosani Isha. That's not in that Gemara at all. So, where's that? That's a different Gemara. The Gemara Menaches, Daf Mem Gimel Amabes, says, um, I want to read it with a little more context. The Gemara says, Tanya Harib Mer Chay of Adam Lavare Chemea brachos Everybody is supposed to say a hundred brachas every day. Question is how you see from there. You could say it because uh Ma is similar to the word me'ah. So Rashi says He's supposed to say a hundred brachas every day. The Gemara talks about how you get to a hundred and the mefarshim, the the can make a count. Then, two lines later, the Gemara says. A person has to say three brachas every day. Now you're supposed to say a hundred, right? So you have to make three. These are the three. First he says, you have to say a hundred. Then he says, I want you to know there are three brachas you have to say. What are the three brachas? Shasani Yisrael who made me a Jew. She'asani Isha who did not make me a woman. She'asani Bor." Bur. Do not make me a boor. There's an the English word, B-O-O-R, which is similar in connotation to the word boor here in the Gemara. Tosis describes as someone who doesn't study Torah, also isn't engaged in a livelihood, isn't engaged in any other useful activity. Rav Ach, then the Gemara continues. So we have these three brachas. Shalasani Yisrael, Shalasani Isha, Shalasani Boor. Rav Acha bar Yaakov shamei librei. Rav bar Yaakov heard his son is saying the brachas. The havei kamavarech shloasani bor. He was saying the bracha sani bor. Amar he said to him kuli haynami. It's a hard phrase to translate. Kuli haynami. All this. So he was saying you shouldn't say the bracha sani bor. Seems like a big compliment to his son. So Amar le v'elamayim mavarech. So what am I supposed to say? So he said, he answered Shalosani Asani Ebed. You shouldn't say Shalosani That uh, You should say instead, Ebrach HaShaloh Asani Ovid. So then the Gemara asks... Is he saying just him or is he saying oh, in general? Right. So I, from looking at our Siddurim it seems that he was saying in general, right? Uh, we'll, we'll read the Rashi together. We'll see. Um, so then the Gemara asks, Hainu Eved, Hainu Isha. That it's the same thing as Shaloh Isha. What does that mean? Gemara is asking that saying shalosani evet doesn't add anything to shalosani isha. We'll read the Rashi together in a minute. The Gemara answers no evet ziltei. No, there are two uh, pshatim what this means. But I want to point out there are two pshatim in almost everything that happens in this Gemara. Let me explain. When the Gemara said that Rav Acher Yakov said to his son, "Why are you saying shalosani bor?" Rashi gives two pshatim. Are there... Do we need to get... Oh, there are plates. Okay, great. What, what does it mean, bore? Do you want remember? Bore means, I think, roughly, you could translate it uh, 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 ignoramus, but it doesn't mean somebody who's ignorant. It means somebody who is... who doesn't... doesn't do anything. Doesn't do mitzvahs, doesn't, doesn't... Yeah, doesn't, such, doesn't, a, so such a person. I'm trying to think if there's any good way to translate it into a specific phrase. I don't know. So Rashi says... But still Jewish. Yeah, because Shiloh asani goi, for example, right. is not the Jewish person. Correct. Right. Right. Yeah. So when it says that he criticizes saying Shiloh asani bor, so Rashi gives two pshatim. First, he says, "You're you're boasting that you're not a, that you're not an amharas." Really. Then the second one, he says, that Bishlama Ovi kol and veisha aren't but a burr is still chayev in mitzvahs, just like anyone else. So in that shot, what Rashi is saying is, Rashi is implying that the whole point of these brachas are that you're thanking Hashem for making you a person who is required to do mitzvahs. So a boor is still chayev in the same mitzvahs that any other Yisrael is. So what's the point of saying a bracha about it? I can understand why it would be good not to be a burr, but it sounds like he's saying there's no, the, the bracha doesn't belong. Okay. Then, when the Gemara says, hainu isha, when the Gemara asks, if there's a brach on Eved, if there's brach on Isha, why is there a brach on Eved also? So Rashi gives two pshatem. Okay? One is, the isha nami shivcha The woman also subservient to the husband. That's the first pshat. Nothing to do with mitzvahs. The second pshat is, l'shna hainu isha do'l'ini mitzvahs isha veeved shavin. The halacha is that an Eved, Eved here means an Eved Kenani, right? We don't have that practice today. Eved Kanani means a guy who is sold permanently to be the Eved of a, of a Jew. That person is in limbo somewhere between a Goy and a Jew. Eventually, he becomes a Ger. So he's Chayev in all the mitzvos that a woman is Chayiv in. So what would be the difference between the two? Then when the Gemara answers Zoltfei, so, the, Gemara, the Rashi says, uh, Evid is on a lower status than... Uh, Evid Kanani is on a lower status than a woman who is a, a regular Jew. So, even though they both have the same status for mitzvos, Then, he gives another explanation. Lishnahri uh, zil you need more brachos. It's a hard thing to translate. You look in the Rashi, if anybody wants for homework. So, it looks to me like the Rashi, since he gives two them in every single step of this Gemara... Rashi seems to be understanding that these brachos work possibly on two, two, one of two levels. Either the Gemara means that these brachas are that a person is thanking Hashem for his status, for his status as a type of person who's somehow in a higher status. We're not, not talking about mitzvahs necessarily. Right? Then it's easy to understand the hava, meaning why there's a brachon It's harder to understand the rejection of it. Sounds like it has something to do with uh, gaiva a second level where Ash explains every line of this Gemara as having something to do with mitzvos. I think that's the I, that's the way I think that's the way the post can mention it I, either the Torah or the Beis Yosef or maybe both and that's the way it's generally understood is that the reason we're making these brachos is we're thanking Hashem for being chayav in the mitzvos. thank Hashem thank you so much appreciate it yeah so is a than then a level who's chayav but just isn't doing it perhaps yeah rashi said we're rejecting that because of has the mitzvos and uh he's the same same type of person regarding mitzvos. so that's Shabbat, Shabbat pre- Shabbat pretty Shabbat much Yabed, what also it's so, that has to right Kanani Kanani has fewer mitzvos than a than a, a free yisrael so that's what we're doing we're thanking hashem right this thinking hashem for the fact that we are in a state where we have mitzvos that we're chayav to do, and hopefully we also do, if we don't so, do so them. It's not so because we haven't talked about yet whether the person is redeemable or not. It's like it seems like it hasn't even been up for debate whether a boor can be elevated and not yeah, be able. Yeah, he to could. Handle. He certainly could. It's up to him, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a mysterious medrash, it's brought in Yalkut, and it has a source elsewhere, that says that when Hashem said, Anochi Hashem Elokecha and Har Sinai, so Moshe Rabbeinu said, uh, Baruch Atah Hashem, Shalei Sanigai. At that point. So what does it mean? So in light of the way of learning the Gemara that has to do with mitzvos, so Rav Yisrael Yaakov Fisher, in a Sefer of Yisrael, he explains that until Matan Taira, even if people did mitzvahs, they weren't chayav in mitzvahs. Very few exceptions. But the most of the mitzvahs were, if you could do them, as she'ina mitzvah v'aisa. But once we got the Torah, we were mechayev, mechayev mitzvahs, so now it's something to be thankful for. Because it's better, gadol mitzvah v'aisa, me mitzvah v'aisa. It's better to be chayev mitzvahs, uh mitzvahs and, 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 and do it when you're required to. Right? So, Mela um, ma'at in Torah, he said, shalai gai. Because now we got all the mitzvahs. Okay. Um, now in the Gemara it says the first bracha, "Shasani Yisrael, who made me a Yisrael." It doesn't say "Shasani Gai." Um, that is almost certainly a question of uh, because of censorship. The Magen speaks this out. They don't want to write in the print in the Gemara "Shasani Gai." In the older manuscripts it says that because it's seen as a uh, chauvinistic, prejudicial thing. Gayim don't like to see you say in the Gemara that you're making a bracha that you're not like them. Right? Again, it's not really the point of we're not anti. What's the opposite of anti-Semitism? Anti Ga'ishism. It's not. It's not really what it is. It's we're being thankful that we have mitzvahs. But in any case, it was uh, that the optics weren't so good, so it was censored to say Shasani Israel. Um, but the the original. Text is, Shalai goy Goi, Sani Isha, eventually Avid. Okay. And the fact that it's in the negative, I think, is what makes it a little bit grating. Like the the outrage that someone reading this would say, a Goi would say, you're thanking Hashem that you're not a guy if, if it would really be, the bracha would be Yisrael, it's, it's a little less a little potentially offensive, right? Um... So the the Mepharshim actually asks, why do we say the brachos in the negative form? Why do we say, that didn't make me a guy, that didn't make Why didn't you just say Shasani Yisrael? So the Bach, he brings a pshat, surprising pshat, based on a Gemara in Erevin. There's a Gemara in Erevin that says that really it would be, be, it would, it would be better for a person not to have been created than to have been created. Right? There's a Gemara that says, uh, Beishil and Beishami debated this for many years. And they were nimr vagabru, it's better for a person not to have been created. Right? This is a kind of a, like a depressing teenage emotional thing. But <laughs> it's a Gemara. Right? Better for a person not to have been created. So he says you can't say, I'm thanking you for making me Yisrael. He, a shocking thing. He's suggesting you can't say to Hashem, I'm thanking you for creating me at all. Because it would be better not to, not to come into the world. So you say, okay, it didn't make me a guy. Right? The, the underlying Gemara is a very surprising Gemara that we're saying it's better not to have been created. There's a lot of Pshatam in it. Belshentav said that um, you can't say it would be better for a person not to be created because Hashem created us. Hashem knows it's, better, it's better, better than we do. He said that the whole debate in the Gemara there was whether it's possible for men to appreciate the goodness of their creation, to understand it and their their maskana was that it's beyond human understanding. Another pshat he gives is simply technical. He says that when you say, if you would start off and say, so that includes the term implies that the person is not a Isha, so then you don't have more brachas to say. Instead, you start from Gai. Right? When you're saying the negative, you can say, um, didn't make me a guy, but you didn't specify yet Evet or Isha, so there, therefore you work in that direction, okay. Right, so why couldn't you just say them in reverse? She'osani, but what would you say? She'loh hasani isha, She'loh hasani Yisrael. Yeah, that would only enable you to change one of them, to flip one of them to the positive. You couldn't say them all okay. in the positive, right? That's true. Also, if the, yeah. if the word Goy was an actual nation, yeah. it wouldn't be as offensive like mm-hmm. someone in Ch- uh, someone in Japan could say thank god i wasn't made in chinese you know um so it's not nearly as offensive if, if it if it had the name of the nation yeah so we don't name nations but we say "Guy." it's actually very interesting um like i mentioned that originally this text was Sani Gai, and in the Gemaras that were printed Yisrael, Magen Ram says it was came because of censorship um the gra the gra the Bearha gra says because The Shulchan Aruch says it that way, kai The Grum says, well, the Gemara says Shasan Israel. And um uh, it's debatable whether the Grum meant to say that. Like I know that it was there are those who hold that it was just censorship, but I hold that actually it should be Shasani Israel. I don't know what the Grunics what they do if they say Shasani Israel. I'm not sure. But those who say, well, he was saying that's what's printed, but if you go back even earlier, you get the I think Tosefta also has the lashon Shalai Hasani Gai. So the majority, let's put it that way, the, the mainstream consensus is that it's supposed to say Shalai Hasani Gai. Um, it, the word Gai, by the way, is an interesting word because in Tanakh, the word Gai means nation. It means a nation. We never refer to a single person who happens not to be Jewish as a Gai. It's a, it's a more recent term. In the Gemara, in the, from the Gemara and on, the word Gai means... Uh, a single non-Jew. It happens to be that that word was the subject of a tremendous amount of censorship. I'm not sure exactly why it got the non-Jews upset, but um, they did not like that word, Goy specifically even more than other words. So sometimes it's changed to Nachri. In the Gemaras and the Shulchan Aruch and the Paiskim the last few hundred years, they write Akum. Where it originally said "gai," the new prints of some shulchan aruchs and some even gemaras, they're putting back "gai" because that's really how it originally was. Um, They use "akum," which literally means an idol worshiper. In the art scroll, a lot of times it'll say an idol worshiper, idolater. Really, it means it means anyone is not Jewish. But again, even the art scroll, it's not not something you want to publicize necessarily. You want (laughs) someone opening something up and seeing something negative about "gai," and so it says something negative about idol worshippers. It's a little more politically correct, but it's not actually correct. You just do that. Sometimes you even find the word kusi. Right? A kusi is a, is a reference to a specific nation of kuthites, people who converted under dubious circumstances, and really it has a technical meaning. There's a Gemara that talks about kusim, are they Jewish, are they not Jewish, but sometimes, a lot of times, the Gemara says kusi, it really means a guy, it just says, says it that way because they're avoiding censorship. It okay. leads to some very funny things. For example, the original, original, the the print of the Shulchan Aruch that was most widely used until the new print started coming out. Um, it says in Eben Ezer that if a Kusi gives Kedushin to a Jewish woman, she should get a get. Because of the possibility that the Kusi is Jewish. Then on the same page it says a Kusi who gives Kedushin to a Jewish woman does not need a get. Because there's no Kedushin between a Kusi... But really, one of them said, Guy. A Guy gives Kedushin to a Jewish woman, the marriage has not binding at all. She doesn't need a GET. Then it says a KUSI, that's a specific person whose status is debatable, so they should get a GET. It's a lot of funny things like that. In the, I think it's a Chakhmasadam somewhere, it says, Evan La'akum. It's in Shabbat, it's in Hulches, no, in Hulches, about Chazakas. It said originally, Hazayrek Evan. There's a word gimel vav, which gav or goy. I'm not sure how you pronounce it in Aramaic. Means a roof. So the censors change it to zerikav la'akum, and it sounds even worse that way. But anyway, that's the thing. Um, there are those who don't explain that the reason why a, a, a gentile, non-Jew, is referred to as a goy is because it has to do with the of Yisrael I mean, Yisrael are all one nation. You even find that Jews are also called goy. Right Guy but by a guy non jews every guy is his own nation, meaning they don't necessarily have a affinity or have a connection for the others right? you know the famous story at the Mendelbalis trial mm-hmm. right Mendelbalis was uh was about a hundred years ago he was falsely accused of killing uh a non jewish child. It was really a blood libel and the last of the major blood libels in russia and um it was in ukraine actually. It was in Ukraine? I didn't know that. And um, the entire Jewish world came to his defense. What ended up happening is it actually ended up not being a trial of Mendel Baylis, but a trial of Judaism and a trial specifically of the Talmud. All kinds of wacky stories. They had a a fellow who claimed to be a professor of the Talmud who testified that it says all kinds of terrible things. And... um, he was, if I remember correctly, I mean, I wasn't alive at that time. I remember correctly, what I read there that he was cross-examined. Someone asked him who Bava Basra was and when she lived, something like that. And he didn't know. So very strange. But anyway, one of the, so they dug up anything that could be negative about Goyim. So there's a famous line. The Gemara says, Atem kriyim adam. The Ain the guy I forgot the exact lashon Goyim are not Adam. They're talking about it in the context of Tuma. So it says you're called man. Goyim are not called man. So it sounds a lot like like we're saying that Goyim are subhuman, which is not really the intention of the Gemara. So uh, I think Rav Mayor Shapiro said he responded, and he said that um, what the Gemara means is atem kriim Adam. The entire Jewish nation are referred to. It's a pasuk. I forgot where the pasuk is. So Adam, that you're Adam, you're a single person. Shankin by Goyim, uh, you're many people. And he said the biggest riot to that is the fact that you see that the whole world is standing up for Mendel Baylis. Right? If there'd be a single guy in the other, hand, the other end of the world on trial for murder, so not everybody would would care so much. It wouldn't be the same. Okay. It's, uh, not the possible chapter, it's not the real It's not the real pshat of, of Not the real, real Pashat. Adam chapter. is the highest level of, of, of humans. Mm-hmm. Other names also, our emanations, our mm-hmm yeah Inish in- is Inish is higher or lower? No, is what? No, is lower It's lower, yeah I think I remember seeing in told us Yaakov yeah, I think he says there that Chayv Inish uh, Libasume he explains I think he says something interesting I think about my father about this because he doesn't drink so much on Purim so he says that Chayv Inish uh, Libesume has to do with the plain people have a bigger chiv to get drunk than Siddiquim no, I have to look it up again. Anyway, um, there's a technical, interesting question about whether a ger could say shalayasani gai, because he was made a guy. <laughs> right? He converted later, right? So the Rama, uh, Ram, not the Ramah, the Ramah, the Meir Levi, he says no. tor Torah brings it down. Ger doesn't say that Brah, he skips it. there the ma he says yeah, because converting is also called Asiya. It says, for example, it says um, by Avram the Es asher asu becharon. It says the people that they brought close to Hashem, they made the people they made. So Rashi explains, what does it mean? The people they made, they didn't make people. It means they they brought they 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 were involved in outreach. Right? I don't know if I would call it a ger because at that time the Jewish nation didn't exist as a technical ent- entity. But he calls them Asu. So he says, well, if a person converts, so at the time they convert, they're being Nasa Yisrael. So from that point on, you could say Shleil Sanigai. Very interesting uh The Taz says a little slightly different nuance. He says that there's a concept that a ger is like he's born anew. Somebody converts. Ger shen is ger kekatan shen dami. So therefore he says, yes, a, a ger can say Shleil Sanigayi. Magan Avraham says, Api Magan Avraham says... Kasu making the bracha when his neshama leaves him at night and then it comes back. actually nidbak bon nishmas akama event that he didn't get uh, whatever this means, a piece of a neshama of a guy, and when he wakes up he's Jewish, neshama comes back. He wants so we once learned together. Uh, I think I a it was a Medrash or zayar about. Thanking Hashem that you get your neshama back when you wake up, not someone else's. So there is such a thing. I'm not well versed in Kabbalah, but um, I saw the Kaf the Kafachayim talks about the. It talks. There's there's a mention in this, a few places about it, neshama ba'apai, neshama in your nose. So literally, it means because Hashem, it's it says Hashem infused the neshama through through our nose, through all the British's nose. So he says that when a person is wakes up in the morning the neshama comes back, and it's not fully in the person. Some, I don't know that the nose is actually where the neshama goes in, but it's probably figurative. It says it's there until later, until Baruch I think he says. And um, he says there is an idea that sometimes a neshama could pick up like sparks of, of negative souls from a person doing things that they shouldn't be doing. And um, and then and the person says Baruch they leave. I'm not sure what happens if the person... Doesn't go to Davin that day. Yeah, let's say it I, I don't know. Go to I'm not sure the answer. But that's what he says. And Al Kapanim, so the, the, the Magen of Ram says it's It's such a concept. So he says that a ger, you know, let, let me put it this way. Let's leave the Kabbalah out of it. The point is, he holds that every morning you're saying a bracha for this morning not being created a guy. Now, how can you be created a guy? You can't go to sleep Jewish and wake up a guy. So that's this Kabbalah thing about the Neshama. So that's why he says you make the so so Mimela, the ger could say it because t- this morning the guy the morning after the person was begayer, he wakes up Jewish, right? So if the is for waking up Jewish, so then um, you could say shleisani goi shleisani goi this morning. Um. I would I point. I was thinking tonight that this might answer the Torah. Evan asks in Megillah that uh, he was bothered by why do you say the bracha every day. Shalai Sanayi is a one-time thing. When you were born, you were Jewish. Right? So he try, wants to explain why do you make the bracha every day. So he says, well, you're thanking Hashem for the fact that you were originally born, created Jewish, and you're thanking Him every day. That's what he says. But it was bothering him. But according to Magen it's very good, because every time you wake up Jewish, you thank Hashem again. That's the idea. Dv'nei um, Soscha writes about a ger saying, Shalai uh, Gai, he says that the neshamas of gerim are fundamentally different. Like even before they were Magyar, they are in a state where they were more uh, rawy to be Magyar. There are those that say that when the Gemara talks about a ger, it says ger is Geyer, which is an interesting phrase. A convert who converted. It should say is isgayar. So the answer is they say, well, I once heard someone say this, I can't remember where it's originally printed, um, that uh, it comes from the fact that like hashem when he was giving the tyra he went to all the guy he said do you want the tyra right so the, the madrish describes they said what does it say told no internet So forget it whatever it was that it said so the thing is they was it unanimous there were some souls among the the non-jews who said yeah we'll take it but they got overruled because they were overruled the majority so those souls, Rader a I don't know what the original source of that is. There are those who say that that's why the Gemara calls a Gershon as Um I don't think it's the Emes of Pshat, because I think the Gemara says this all the time. It says also like, Misha, misha Mes Mes, right? You mean it's only a Pshat, only, only a so uh, That's what I, I mean to say, for sure, yeah. I mean to say that it's not the Pash of Pshat, it's the Deeper Pshat. Yeah, of course that's what I mean. Um, yeah. I actually heard this vart once from a very Chashvatam Chacham. So, not related to me. Very Chashvatam um, Chacham. And he, he wasn't joking, so I guess there's there's some truth to this. Okay. Um, on the bracha sheh asani that women make. So that's very interesting. The Gemara doesn't mention it at all. The Gemara says that the person should say sheh gai, sheh asani isha. So what does a woman say? Actually, she doesn't say so from, She So is So Isha. She is an Isha, right? So from reading Gemara, if a man says Because, like Rashi explains, you're even more mitzvahs than a woman. We have more mitzvahs than women. We're a from a large number of mitzvahs. If you're a woman, you don't say anything. You don't say brach, you don't say But you just don't say nothing. That's what it sounds like. Here's a minhag which goes back many, many hundreds of years. Um, I don't know before the Torah who mentions it, but the Torah mentions it. So we're going back uh, 15th century, was it? Or 16th century? Very, very far back. Um, it says that the minig was that women say, There the, are those who were against it. The Pichadash said, we, we don't make up new brachas that were mentioned in the Gemara. All the brachas that mention the Gemara we make, and that's it. The Aruch writes that in his time and place, they didn't say it. The women didn't say the bracha. They are until today. I think among Sfarad communities, uh, the custom is not to say it with shame um malchus. They just say, Baruch Shasani Kirtzayin. What's been in Boston? I didn't check. I think, I think right, right, right? Yeah. There is one thing. Oh, I wanted to take out of Boston Siddur. I'll, I'll get back to that soon. Um, a possible pshat. I'm not sure. I, I saw a hint to this in the Sefer called Yisayda Yeshurun from Rav G'dayi Felder. He says that the context of, he doesn't say, I don't want to say he says this, I'm, I'm editorializing this a little bit, but the context of this Gemara was that it said you have to have a hundred brachas every day. And uh, the Torah, in fact, speaks out that a lot of the brachas that are misuk, and even the other brachas Shachar, the reason we're misak in that, I mentioned this last week, was if you just stick with the dereis of brachas, you, you have no way of getting to a hundred in a day, right? So they're misak in a bunch of brachas. you supposed to say a hundred brachas, right? So if you open the chumash, how many brachas are in the chumash? Just benching, really. Just berch samasim, right? So you're going to wash and bench 20 times, 25 times, you're not going to do that. So chazal or Masakin brachas. The, this might have been one of the motivations why the mesakim brachas, not the entire motivation. Um, and then it follows up by saying you have to say three brachas. Also interesting, it, it numbers them. And then you see when the Gemara rejects Yibor, Gemara says, okay, so if you're not going to say Shalai Bor, what are we substituting? What else are we going to say? When the Gemara is Mechadish, or it brings in that you should say So maybe it's from the Gemara that you're supposed to say three brachas, thanking Hashem for your state. So a, 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 the, the Gemara was written from the point of view of a man. So it says you should say israel, ebed, isha. But maybe it's implicit in this Gemara that a woman also makes a bracha, but it doesn't say what it is. Okay, I, I don't know if that's I didn't see a different shot. If anyone has it, they should tell me. Um Regarding what the bracha shosayni means, so that there's a, a lot, a lot of pshat Khan. The Torah says that, he says it's a, like it's tzidok hadin. He says we're not, it's not, not any kind of, um, I'm going to call it like a feminist art scroll. I don't know if art scroll or feminist. but I mean is we're not, it's not an explanation that, that says that we're very proud of being women dafka. Just uh, like the, the way the Torah's Masha would have been better to be a man if you're not going to be a man. Okay, so we thank Hashem. At least we are what we are. Okay. What? I said it is women's history. Month. Yeah, it's women's history. Month. Okay. The <laughs> reason is only because men have more stuff. Right, right. Very important. It's very important to know. The same way we're saying, we're not saying we're anti-goyim because you say shasani Yisrael. It's because of mitzvahs. Right. So when you say Sani Isha, it's not because we have anything against being women. Uh, against women, it's because you're thanking Hashem for having greater number of mitzvahs. So if you have a fewer number of mitzvahs, uh, that's what you mean. So when the Torah says, it's like, it's either good, then it's, we're saying women are saying that even though you've given us fewer mitzvahs, so we accept that. Um, others disagree. Uh, Taz seems to disagree. I don't fully understand what he's saying. Um, the Marsha already speaks out. He says that uh, if you're a good man, that's good because you do the mitzvahs and you gain and you, you, you get things. But if you're a bad man, it's even worse because you're failing to do a lot more mitzvahs. It's only an advantage if you take advantage of it, right? They say it's, it's easier to be a good girl than a good boy, they say. I don't know if it's true, but uh, when I was in Yeshiva, that's how it felt. Um, there is, if you look in the Arts Girl Siddha, they print a shot from Rabbi Monk, Rav Schwab and his shiur, spoke this out at length, and I don't think either of them were trying to please uh, any sort of feminist uh, agenda here. They were just stating the fact. And um, Rav Schwab mentions, first of all, that, of course, it can't mean, his raya, that it's only about mitzvahs and it's not about being better. He's, he gives a specific example. He says, you know, I have a, you have a 13-year-old uh, Schnook turned bar mitzvah. Is he better off than Sara Meinu. No. But he does have more mitzvahs. So you see, it's just about the mitzvahs. Um, Rav Monk said that, he, he said that a uh, pshat, that Shasani Kitzayini means he made, a, made us according, made me according to his will is that a woman is closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu's will than a man. His examples are, well, he shows that women in, in Jewish history were always better. Let's say the Egal. The men, they panicked, they made an eagle. The women were against it. The men took, place, took part in the meraglim. the women, of b'nai salafchad, loved their yisrael. Pretty much everything that went wrong in Klai Yisrael was done by men, with one exception. right? The one exception is day um, one. right? Chava was the one who started with the Yitzhadas. But besides for that... Even eh? there was Adam's fault. Even there was Adam's fault. Everything's Adam's fault. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was. It was. Because yeah. he said the wrong thing. Because he said the wrong thing. So don't touch it. Yeah. Okay, um, Yeah, so th- that's the way he explains it, that chosani Kertzaini actually means, the Ratzon means Hashem's um, idea of perfection, that a woman is actually closer to that. There are a lot of other Pshetlach and Um Some say because the Gemara says Hashem's plan was always that there would be male and female. He created Adam, and then eventually he split them off. So that was his original ruts. And so after Hashem created women, that's when his desire, when his will, how people should be created, um, was, full, was finalized. This an interesting dicta question, do women say, Shilohasani shifcha, Shilohasani goya? Does goy imply male? I think in the Sephardic Sidorim it says that women say, asani Goya goya. Yeah. Goya, right? Say goya. And, and, my, my wife is Her says one thing, and my daughter says. So it's a different cool. thing, right. In Ashkenazic Siddurim, it says shalasani um, The Chidar of Yaakov Endin they held that you should say Goya, and others hold that Goya is just like a generic, generic. generic term for all non Jews. Um, the one final thing we have to talk about is we're in the Seder of the Brachas to put these, right? We had a whole bunch of Brachas. The Gemara says, you wake in the morning. The et Sechivina, etc., etc., and then all the Brachas, uh, and it doesn't mention these three. These three are Menachas, a different place. So, when you set up the Siddur, where do they go? So, here there's a difference between the Sephardic tradition and Ashkenazic tradition. Ashkenazim say it right after Asher and Sechivina, the second Brachas. Then go with etc. say it right at the end. Right, after a nice life, Kayach. Before, I think before uh, Marishena. In in the in the Boston siddur that's what I want to check the Boston siddur has it printed like the Ashkenazic Siddurim, but they're numbered. Remember seeing that? You notice that? Numbered like the they're numbered like the Sfarim, and then there's a note saying that the custom I don't remember it's a Boston custom specifically is to say it in that order, but uh, the tour mentions this. So this, this goes back very very far. The tour says that Ashkenazim say it basically say it from, from the second. Bracha on, Svardim say it at the end, and they're both either way is okay. The Inchashash is his lashing. The Lavush says the Pshat in the Ashkenazic Minhag is because um, all the first few Brachas, when he says the first few Brachas, he means Ashay and al Kainesh Shama and then Hanais Mosechli, are about the events of the person's state up till now. It's not about doing anything. Kachivrim already starts the actual events of the morning. So here you're first saying, it's talking about your creation. You got your neshama back, you have your body, etc., etc. Et and therefore you talk at that point about uh, not being gay. Um, the Sephardic minute, according to the is based on the fact that originally, as we mentioned, you made the brachas in the order as things happened. You woke up in the morning and you started right away. And then you start getting dressed, and you open your eyes, all these things. So when did they say, Later on, you get to shul or later on in the day, um, you said them. So therefore, he says, that's why um, in Sefar, they kind of recreate that. You say, even though our customs, we don't make the brachas as we go through our daily routine, but he says still, the brachas are said in the order as if you were going through the daily routine, and then you leave those three for last. But in any case, any 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 minig is, is acceptable. Everyone should do their own minig. It would be relevant if somebody had an